Hello. What What's you guys up? doing? We're just, you know, hunkering, <laughs> hunkering. Yes, hunkering down. I'm. I've been sequestered, and it feels so not different from anything that I do every day. <laughs> it's everyday life for us. So this social distancing thing is um really we're awesome. pros. <laughs> yeah, this is a fucking lifestyle. Okay, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, now you know that the three of us we are not big fans of people but also we aren't and but we also aren't like completely losing our shit like some people who are having to do this who are like really social and it's it's killing them yeah people are going through it right now it's all sorts of emotions and we're over here like all right it's just another day yeah it's a lot so what have you guys been up to last week this last week (laughs) it's insane you know all the usual shit trying to find toilet paper (laughs) Trying to find food, you know. Trying to find rice. Yeah. <laughs> rice and beans, which are non-existent and everyday abundance. You know, the pasta aisles are cleared yeah. out. So same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody out there like buying everything. Remember there are other people and some people have kids. Don't buy all the fucking rice. Don't buy all the food. The Be baby courteous. wipes. That's the thing that like makes yeah. me really sad is mm. people are buying baby wipes and there's people with actual infants. And, and this is coming from somebody who I use wipes. I, I feel weird if I don't, but I'm still buying them like I would any other time. I buy them one to three packs at a time. Like I'm not buying them out. And just stop being greedy. Think of other people, wash your hands and sit the fuck down. Thank you. That's kind of my thing right now. I'm telling everybody, uh, I live with my husband and his mother at the time, kind of like tell the people in your family to sit the fuck down. If it's not necessary, just don't worry about it. It can wait. Because even if you're fine, that doesn't mean everybody else is. And and it's just, sit the fuck down. Just sit the fuck down. (laughs) Also on that note, since like, I don't know if anyone's seen my Instagram, but so I was bombarded all freaking weekend with stupid emails and messages asking if I could make herbal cures for this crap. So my thing is, you people who are selling herbal things like herbal supplements and essential oils, stop telling your customers or your clients that this shit can be cured with an essential oil or something herbal. If Western medicine hasn't freaking figured it out yet themselves, what the hell makes you think herbalists have figured it out? So don't feed into that 
shit and like dude just follow the rules i mean there's things that you can do you know to, to help boost, boost your your immune system but you know if you're looking for a panacea cure it's not gonna work so please don't email me or message me or any of the ladies asking if we can make herbal cures because there's no such thing i can give you herbal teas to boost your immune system but that's about it so that's my soapbox for the moment so yeah like i said sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up like just yeah. stop, stop making other people stay. Plus, then you could stay at home and binge podcasts. Hey, what about that? <laughs> Catch up with us. I'm sure you haven't caught up on a few episodes, so there you go. So this last week has been insane with the whole coronavirus shit. People are acting absolutely insane, and I was having really bad headaches for the last shit. It's got to be going on two weeks. <sighs> I went to the ER very hesitantly because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, man, these people are going to be out there. And I had already went to my doctor for it. And she told me, she's like, don't worry, you're going to be fine. Just stay in the house, wash your hands. But while I was there, this lady came in, she wouldn't touch anything. She wouldn't sit down. She just had her hands over her face. And she was like, I need to be tested for coronavirus. And she was like, do you have any symptoms? Well, the lady at the office was like, do you have any symptoms? She was like, no. She was like, then why? <laughs> you know, and, and that's another thing too. Like people calm down. Like not yeah. only sit down, but calm down. Because unless you have symptoms, you don't need to get tested. And there are people out there who do need to be tested. So don't just go, don't think that you're special. You know, like if you're sick, look into it. If not, sit down. We just need you all to calm your tits and relax. I think I made my point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all we need. But on, on, on the upside, uh, nobody at the hospital had it while I was there. Hopefully. I haven't gotten any phone calls. So, And I don't have no brain tumors, so we still don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's probably my wisdom teeth and my TMJ that are making me feel like my head's going to blow up. Not yay. Other than that, that's how my week's been. Nothing fun. Everything miserable. The world's going insane. So I'm just here trying to stay as medicated as possible because y'all won't sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much my whole problem. Y'all need to sit the hell down and then I will be good because then I won't, don't have to worry about getting it. Y'all don't have to worry about getting it. Chill. Smoke some weed. Watch some movies. There's hella shit to do in the house. Come on, just you know, chill out. Smoke a bowl, eat some chips, <laughs> do something. <laughs> Watch tons of movies. However, while you're stocking up on water and shit don't forget when you're locked in the house netflix and chill we don't need an abundance of babies calm down buy condoms too <laughs> don't say that please please yeah let's not we don't need pandemic babies the corona generation oh my god <laughs> okay. what very fun that would be the f no because then millennials would finally have somebody to pick on <laughs> <laughs> but don't they already don't worry. Us Gen Xers are here to continue to pick on the millennials. That's not going to stop until our last breath. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Um, Topic of the day. We sound so prepared. <laughs> We're so prepared. Uh, Cut me some slack. I'm working with half a brain right now. <laughs> okay, then. So we're going to kind of talk about <laughs> Uh, and this is going to tie into some of what we talked about in misconceptions, but we're going to be talking about mainstream witchcraft and kind of things that are pushed as the standard of what everybody should be working with. It's um, considered the conventional means and all of that. Yeah. 
yeah, like, oh, you need these tools, this, the witch starter kits, and, um, you know, you have to set your altar up this way, and, you know, there's these rules, and that rules, and what applies, and what doesn't, and. So let's start with that first. Let's talk about altars. So, so when I think of, you know, kind of the mainstream commerce, commercialized um, idea of when somebody first comes into this practice of what they think um, they need and they need to be doing is to set up an altar, right? And on top of that, there's a, um, this thought that it needs to be set up a very particular way. Yeah, I actually so, have that pulled up. So when it comes to altars, um, and again, I'm going to keep repeating myself probably every single episode, unless you are purposely trying to adhere to a very specific tradition, there is no, number one, there's nothing that says you have to have an altar period, not at all. Number two, there's nothing that says what type of altar you have to have. So there's all kinds of altars that you can have that, um, that come from various traditions. And you can also have an altar of whatever you feel is important to you. So, some, uh, so let me just tell you a little bit about like some of the altars that I have, because you know, that'll give you kind of an idea. So I do have an ancestor altar. Um, I, I think that's pretty obvious in terms of what it is. It's, it's, to my ancestors, but in this particular one, I actually also have um, my parents. So I do have direct family. Now I'm gonna go on a little tangent here and say that there are some that, that, that debates that and says that ancestor altars are not supposed to be somebody that you actually knew personally. They're supposed to be like distant, you know, in the past. Um, you know, whatever, it's, it's whatever works for you, again, unless you are following a particular tradition. So I have an ancestor altar. Um, I have an altar outside, and I have that for my baneful workings only. There is absolutely no methodology to that setup whatsoever. Um, it is outside specifically because uh, for me personally, anytime I'm doing baneful work, I don't want to do those energies in my sacred space, and I don't want to bring those energies in my house, so I choose to do it outside, and therefore I have an outside altar. I have, um, in, and then in my sacred space, I have just a general altar that represents the elements, and then I have my workspace altar. That's where I do all of my spell work um, indoors, uh, and then I have a, you know, a, a couple of other miscellaneous altars, but the point being is that there's not, there's no one type of altar, number one, and there, uh, there is not necessarily um, a, an exact expectation of how the altar is supposed to be set up. So I say that because there's a lot of things right now that are in many of the uh, books, many of, especially on the internet, whether it be um, Pinterest or you know, various articles, but um, and that says that you must have your altar facing east or facing north. You must do this. You must do that. You must have these certain items on there. It must be placed in this certain way. And again, unless you are 
adhering to that particular tradition, don't feel pressured that you have to do that. And Hesse, I think you mentioned at one point that, that um, you had discovered that early on as well, that, that you thought at first altars should, your altar oh, the, Like the standard altar setup thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, like I've said before, I came into this knowing that I'm not working with deities and that's just me. Um, so when I, when I started looking around, I started, uh, you know, I, I do check Pinterest and, and social media too, because I have, I have found some pretty good information there. But again, like we've said, it's, it's all about the cross, the cross referencing. Um, but I've seen this numerous times where it's like, oh, you have to have your altar set up like this. You have to have a goddess statue here, a god statue here, a black candle here, a white candle here. It was very, very, like, if you've seen altar setups on Pinterest, you've seen this setup, promise. Um, and it's like your pentacle has to be here, and, and, and you have to have specific tools. You have to have a bell. You have to have a... a an athame, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm sitting here at first, and, and to somebody who doesn't know any better, they're going to be like, fuck, I don't have none of this. Because <laughs> there were times where I was like, I, I felt pressured to get certain things. And I'm really glad that I had a lot of people that were telling me, like, do your research, just read first. Like, don't worry about getting shit, just read. And, um, I, the more I read, the more I'm like, okay, the stuff that I'm trying to do, I don't need it, most of that. So as far as altars go, I kind of like mine to be a reflection of what I'm doing, not what everybody as a mass group is doing. I don't believe in what you believe in. You don't believe in what I believe in. My ancestors aren't yours and vice versa. So I need to be able to make my altar the way that I need it made. And right. the altars that I've seen online are nowhere near what I need. <laughs> like a lot of it, they're, they're very, they're not productive or, and they're not conducive to what I'm trying to do. The more I looked into it, the more I'm like, okay, this is too rigid. I, I don't really like those kind of rules, but it, it's really sad because like I said, when I was first coming in, I really was like, fuck, am I doing this wrong? So no, you, like you don't, you don't need to do that exactly the way that setup is. I mean, if that works for you, I guess do it. But I, I find it really hard to believe that you're getting the most out of the work you're doing at an altar that doesn't really reflect you. Exactly. And that's sad because I'm like, I could not work with that altar. I'd be like, what the fuck do I need with this? Like, <laughs> why, do, why is this here? This is in the way. Like, If it doesn't mean anything to you, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to connect with it and it's hard to, to really break through with that. And, and that's kind of the, the whole point is that this is a very, very personal practice and things have to connect with, with you. What do you think, uh, Jesse? No, exactly. Cause I mean, you know, I was like a little child cause I was like younger and I, you know, the first thing I saw was the layout in the Wiccan books because you know, everything had to be this and that. Half the crap on there, like, what is it for? It doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe, maybe a couple items on this meant something and were useful to me, but the rest of the stuff really wasn't useful to me at all. So, I mean, the more I furthered, furthered my education and grew, 
the more I removed things that were not necessary and brought things that were like, you know, I have a lot of plants on my altar. Like I use a lot of plants. I use a lot of things that come from the earth, you know, things that, you know, are just elemental. So this whole, this whole conception of that altar has to be a specific layout with specific tools is total BS to me. And for a lot of people who are coming in, they really need to actually look and think about it and see what feels right to them. Because, you know, that athamine that's on that list of things that you need may not fit with how they feel. Because honestly, as much as I love collecting knives and sharp things, Athamine was definitely one of the ones I did not connect with. I mean, I agree with you guys. Like, if it's not personal and doesn't feel personal to you, then put something in place there personal. Because, I mean, like you, Bella, I have an outside altar, too. That's just dedicated out to everything I do outside of the home. You know, things I don't need to bring the energy into my house for. Um, anything for gardening. Like, I do certain traditional things before I start planting my garden. So I use that before and everything. So an altar is a personal thing that needs to be tailored to what you're doing and not what a book or a specific group tells you it needs to be. And the basic of basicness, I don't <clears throat> even know if that's a word, um, <clears throat> is that you don't even have to have an altar period. No. I mean, so, there's one period of time, actually there's several periods of time, I couldn't even have an altar. You know, when I started off, I couldn't have one at the house. You know, I lived in a small apartment when I was older, I couldn't. And then I had my children. So until they got older, I couldn't have an altar. And many people may not be able to have one at all or just don't want one. Mm -hmm. And so. you can just, you know, when you're when you are doing workings, if you're doing a ritual, doing spell work, you know, then you can put out your stuff, uh, have a temporary or altar, but uh, you don't need one um, if that's not, you know, again, if it's not conducive to the way that you're living um, or it's just, you just don't feel like having one, then don't do it. It's no. okay. It doesn't make you any less of a witch. No, you don't have to have it if you don't feel it's necessary. So... On that note, let's talk about the things that go on the altar, for instance, like the different tools. This is where I see a lot of people just honestly almost close to having a panic, a panic attack. Just as bad as not having toilet paper. <laughs> like, I, I don't have these tools. Um, I, can't, I can't be a witch yet. I, can't, you know, I have to get all these tools first. Um, I mean, and I think we, uh, we were talking about at some point that um, I think you can even find actual lists out on the internet that tell you, here's all yeah. the things that you need to have. Put this out and take it to your local metaphysics store. Yeah, like I have uh, this image pulled up and it tells you that you need a white goddess candle, a black god candle, a goddess statue, a god statue, a pentacle for in the middle, something to represent each quarter, north, south, east, and west, an incense burner, a wand, an athame, a boline, an offering dish, like it goes, a bell, a cauldron, <laughs> you know, like that's a long list of shit. I'm like, just for real. And some of these things aren't small. Mm -hmm. This takes up a lot of fucking room. And, and so 
And this is just the basic part. This isn't even you adding things that represent you or things that like you're connected to, like a spirit animal or a totem animal, you know, depending on what you do. But, you know, there's going to be other things that you add to it. This is just like the basic bare necessities. This is what you got to have. And then you add to it. And I just think it's bogus because a bell, I don't use a bell. I use an audio sigil. So what would a bell, what would I use a bell for? So, so let's talk about some of those things. Okay. Let's talk about, okay. So let's talk about the athame and the, and the bowling, bowling, however you want to pronounce it. So when you talk about the expected um, use of it, again, if you're following particular traditions, your athame is your tool that you use to direct energy. Um, your athame is never used to cut anything uh, physically. Yeah. Um, anytime that you want to cut something physically, that's where you use your bowling, bowling, bowling. I can't pronounce that thing. Um, but again, so so those are the you know the the formal definitions of those. Um, but if you're not following that particular practice that calls for those, then it's not like you don't get your witchcraft membership card if you don't own them. So don't feel like you, you must have them because, because those, it, it's not just those things. There are actual certain definitions and descriptions on what they should be, what color the handle should be, what, what should be made from, what's the shape it should be. And, um, and so if, if that's not, if not, it's not the path that you're going down, then don't feel that pressure to get, you can have one knife if you want and, and use it for everything. You can have no knives. Uh, it's okay. Um, and then you have, uh, the wand. So that's another thing. And I think, you know, a lot of that is, is, uh, not just because it's also on the quote unquote list, but, um, I think that's what a lot of people associate, even just, you know, people who are not into the practice when they think of magic, they think of magical wands, right? I mean, you see that in, in fiction and everything. And so the wand, um, is, is like an extension of your arm, right? Again, uh, helping to, to direct energies. Um, but a wand, number one, is not necessary. And number two, does not have to be a fancy $50 wand with a pretty little crystal on the tip of it. Um, a wand can be something that is in your backyard. It can be a branch, a beautiful, nice branch. Maybe you decorate it. Maybe you don't even decorate it. Um, then you have the chalice. And how many of you guys, how many of you guys, how, of all two of you, um, who uses a chalice? I have one, but I don't use it per se. I use it as my offering bowl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't really have a purpose for the chalice. I don't the only reason I have I, one, it's I a gift. I'm getting one. Yeah, so, so I have one, and I use one, um, again, but I, I don't have one because I have to. I have one uh, because I use it actually in very similar means that, uh, that Jesse just mentioned. Um, I use it for water offerings. Um, and don't get me wrong. There are some badass chalices out there on Amazon these days. Oh, oh hell yeah. Gorgeous. But guess what? I got mine from the Dollar Tree. Exactly. Why? Because it's, it, it's the purpose of it. You know, it's not about the aesthetic. It's about the purpose of it. And I didn't have to get it. Um, but it was something that I chose that I wanted to get. Exactly. I got mine 
and Goodwill for $2. There you go. Um, pentagram or a pentacle. So um, this is one where uh, I think a lot of people coming in feel like they have to have one. They absolutely must have one. Um, it's, it's absolutely part of their practice. They can't do anything without it. Um, that is not true. Uh, actually, you know, you can draw a pentagram in the air with your finger. And that is very, very potent. You don't, you don't need a physical thing. Do you guys have pentagrams? I do not have a physical one now. I have a couple physical ones, but I don't use it on my altar. They're protection decorations in my child's room. Yeah, I bought one for my pre-Book of Shadows. That's it. That's all I got. But I, I mean, I do like the idea of putting one on a book. Yeah. And I plan on putting one on every book I, I make that uh, I use for this. Uh, like, I'll post a picture of my free VLS, but it's basically just a pink folder, like a, a pink three-ring binder, and it has, like, this really pretty pentacle sticker that I bought um, off of Etsy on it, and I'm like, you know what, I think that's good enough, because it's just, like, a where I keep my notes and stuff, but uh, as far as a, a physical one to have on an altar, no, I don't. And I don't really, I don't feel the rush to get one. Like if I get one, I do, you know, mm -hmm. I might at some point, or I might make one. if I think I could make a pretty one. There you go. And here's the thing though, too, like uh, going back to the athame and the bowling or however you say that. Um, I actually think that when you, because when you look them up online, you'll see them sold as that, like a pair. And mm -hmm. um and I'm not going to lie, some of them are really pretty. Like, I'm probably going to eventually buy some. <laughs> but for me, it would probably be more aesthetics than actually, like, oh, I feel like I need this. I just, I do find them really pretty. I'm sure I could find a way to work them into what I do. But um, and I believe it's the bowling for sure. That's the one that's, like, just, that's a Wiccan tool, right? Which one? Uh, the bowling? I believe so. I believe that's just a Wiccan tool. Like, I think at the maze are almost I don't know I know a lot of people that use knives and athames that aren't Wiccan I don't know if that's what they call them but I've seen many an altar with a, a knife yeah but I, I yeah. guess it could just be a uh, utilitarian but um I mean I think you know people outside of traditions that consider it like a, a sacred tool where you're not supposed to cut stuff I know several people that call them athames and use them both to cut physical things and non-physical things so you know, I probably again. would do that. <laughs> like, I've yeah, seen yeah. something like that. Like, I'll do both, okay? But, so, I actually have a pentacle. And, uh, you want to know how much I paid for it? Hmm. Nada. Did you make it? Oh, you I made it? fucking made it. I got sticks. I got some really good uniform sticks. Bound it with, um, some of that, the cord stuff. What do you call it? Like, you know, cord. that cord shit. <laughs> Paracord or twine. Twine, thank you. <laughs> Bound it with twine. Um, some of my most precious and favorite tools are things that I have made from nature. I have beautiful things, beautiful. I have some really awesome pentacles that I have hanging, you know, that have been gifted or whatnot, you know. But my most precious one is the one that I made because that came from the earth. But again, was it necessary? No, it was not necessary. Do either of you have a bell? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I guess I'm the only one that's on, on one out on that. I do yeah, use but, bells, but again, though. 
again, let's talk about like, what is the purpose of that bell? So I use the bell for two different things, okay? For me, I do work a lot with ancestors. So um, I use the bell when I'm working with the ancestors, Um, but I also use the bell for sound cleansing. I also have these little mini, they look like little tiny um, symbols. I forget what they're called, like finger symbols. Yeah. And I also use those as well, sometimes for sound cleaning. But, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with having these tools that, that everybody says you have to have. There's nothing wrong with having them. You don't have to, but you don't, one, you don't have to have them. Two, you don't have to use them the way that they say that they are. And you don't have to put them in that ever, ever so special place that they're supposed to be. <laughs> you said you had a bell? Yeah, I have a bell. I mean, I use them pretty much for the same purposes as you for ancestral work and cleansing, you know, sound cleansing and stuff in the house, especially when I can't use sage when, you know, someone has allergies and stuff like that and it's bothering them. So I use the bell to cleanse the house and everything else. But I mean, are they placed on my altar in a specific place? No, those things go up on the shelf where my youngest child and my niece can't get them because I don't need them running around the house, bringing them all the time. Cause you know, I can only take so much of that bell sound. But that's reality. Yeah. That's so, reality. I mean, but, they don't have to be pretty on the altar. But Hesia, you said you do have something though that you use, right? For, for sound? I sound do. Sound? I do audio sigils. And I yeah. think that I, I prefer that because it's something that I can customize very, very specifically to specific things that I'm doing so that the sound actually reflects that. Tell us a little bit more about your audio, your audio sigils. Yeah. Um, well, depending on the instrument that you use, um, I grew up, I learned how to play clarinet. So that's kind of what I base it on. Me um, too. Oh, yay. That was loud, but yay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically... Um, wow. <laughs> basically, the sigils are based off of uh, it, it's kind of like making a regular sigil, how you, there, well, there's different ways, but I, the, the way I do it is the one where you kind of write it out and then you take out the, um, the vowels and the repeat letters and, and you break it down and it makes like this, like a shorter version of it. And then I use that and I just put it to music notes and then I apply it to whatever instrument I think would best suit that. You know, um, I work with woodwinds a lot when it comes to ancestor stuff and uh if i'm doing something darker probably drums uh mm-hmm. stuff like that that's how i do it and, and like i said see see there's so many different aspects to it like the instrument you use and the notes you use and and the words that you put into the sigil itself that makes it a little more specific than just ringing a bell and, and that's how i prefer to do it again if i got a bell it would be purely aesthetic and and see i'm really unapologetic unapologetic about that because um I'm, I see a lot of people getting put down for being like aesthetic witches or Instagram witches. And you know what? Fuck you. Cause I'm one and I like pretty stuff. And I like my, my sacred places to feel pretty. Cause it, it's what calms me down. I like looking at shiny, sparkly stuff. It makes me happy. It puts me in the, in a better place to work. You know, so. that, that part's okay. That part's okay. It, it, it's not, I think it's not so much, you know, that y- you have um, a penchant for us. Aesth- aesthetics it's that are you are you moving into this practice simply for the aesthetics that's the piece that i think is offensive to people exactly yeah. that i mean <laughs> truly that's offensive to me you know 
oh look i look so pretty with this 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 beautiful crystal or this looks awesome on my wall because i saw it on tv okay hold on i have to go off on a tangent real quick anybody who anybody who's listening to this hit us on email instagram facebook amino wherever you follow us at and let us know wouldn't this be the best merch idea ever? A purple shirt <laughs> with Brandy's face on it in like an anime style, like a little cartoon Brandy. And it says exactly <laughs> over it in like big bubble, in like big bubble letters. Yes. Let me know if you guys want that. I will design that shit and it will be on the internet immediately. Oh my God. Changing my words. I'm going to train myself not to say that anymore. No, no. everybody, no, everybody tell her that no, this is going to be her catchphrase. You are now exactly Brandy. <laughs> and you can try to change it to another name, another word, but guess what? Then you'll just be saying that word all the time. Then we'll just have to get a new shirt. Yeah. At least it'll be purple. <laughs> okay. But yeah, anyway, so, so back, back to the topic at hand yeah. before, before I went completely off. Uh, that was important though <laughs> was because yeah we need to do that speaking of merch we'll be having merch very soon so yes uh, and you can find that on our website and our website is what miss miss bella what is our website it is bitchywitchies.com very simple Woo! we're official in this bitch it's and very pretty will, we will include the links uh the link there's only one link um <laughs> to our website on our other social media pages and on Anchor so that you can check out our website. Be kind, be gentle. It's still, you know, it's still kind of, we're still working on it, but I mean, you, you can see stuff. And, uh, and I guess stuff. before we get back onto the topic, um, I understand that, you know, things are a little hectic right now. We're not real sure what the next few months, weeks, whatever are going to hold. And I know that uh, people shouldn't be spending wildly, but um, you, if you do have a little bit to spare and would like to help us out and help us continue to get better at this and put out better content and just actually be able to have the time to do it, uh, you can support us a few different ways. We set up a Patreon with uh, six different tiers. So there should be something for everybody, but also, if you listen to us on Anchor, there's a support option there, and the, the lowest tier, I think, is only 99 cents a month. So any support we could get would be very, very helpful, and also if you listen on iTunes, if you could rate and subscribe, that would really help us get more listeners. It kind of promotes you more the higher your ratings are there. So uh, that is how you could help us out if you felt so inclined. Or any of the yeah. platforms, any of the platforms. Um, yeah, follow any of our, yeah, follow any of the socials. We're uh, starting to upload to YouTube, so you can uh, find us there. Same name, Bitchy Witchies across the board. But uh, don't just rate. Rate is good. Yes. Because yeah. you know we love you guys. Like, you guys are the best listeners ever. Thumbs up, subscribe, follow, all of that stuff. It would really, really, really help us out. Yes. So, anyways, now we can get back to so to soapbox so cauldrons cauldrons are another cauld- cauldrons cauldrons okay i have a cauldron purely for incense and herb burning i don't have a giant one to make potions like everybody thinks they're for i but- want one though <laughs> well so let's let's talk about that i mean so first of all you know is is a cauldron necessary 
Um, as with everything else, uh, again, unless it's a particular tradition, my answer to that is no. No. Having said that, understand what the what the traditional use of a cauldron was for and what most practitioners tend to use it for today. So traditionally, it was like what Brandy was saying, which is, you know, you can mix up things. Uh, instead of, you know, doing it over the stove on a regular pot, you would use a cast iron cauldron over a fire. And you know what? If you, if you can do that, more power to you. That's awesome. But you don't, you don't have to. So most of us these days, right or wrong, and there's certainly a lot of debate, especially with people that are more traditional, uh, but right or wrong, people tend to use it more for burning these days. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so if you are, if you plan to use a fire a lot in your practice, and, uh, and you need a smaller area and smaller container, whether it be for fire, for incense, and you don't have an incense burner or anything like that, then yes, a cauldron, a cauldron is something that you'd want to consider getting. Does it have to look all witchy? No, it doesn't. No. It really doesn't. You know, there's, uh, but, but for the fire safety reason, you do want to get something that's fire resistant and cast iron really is a good material for that. So um, they, I don't know if any of you or many of you have heard of Dutch ovens. Love yeah. them. Yes, Dutch ovens too. are cast iron. They don't look witchy, but if that's what you can get a hold of, so be it. Um, if, you, if you can't get a hold of a cauldron or you're in the closet, um, and you want to get some other type of bowl or whatever to use in lieu of your cauldron, just be sure that it's fire resistant if you're going to use it for fire related works. Exactly. Um, but other than <laughs> that, it is not, again, we are not going to take away your membership card if you don't have a cauldron. cauldron. Yeah. And, and I actually really want one, but I actually want like a full size one. Like I want a really big one and they are not cheap. No. no, they're not. They're very expensive. So yeah, but I want to have like a big one that like I, I actually want three total. I want a really big one that I will use outside for big things. And then I want like a kitchen size one that I could use in my kitchen. And then I want like a small altar one. Yeah, I, I actually have the same exact goals. Yeah. And I have two <laughs> of the three. I don't have the large one because you know, money. There. Yeah, it's like over a thousand dollars. All the ones I've seen, they're really, really oh, I haven't expensive. seen them that much, but it's still. But the oh. one I want is like really big. <laughs> I've I've always thought about You're it because so high maintenance. I swear. I oh, am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> around here, they use them for decorations in their yards and stuff. And every time I see one of the big ones that's being hung over a pretend fire with daffodils and daisies in them. I think about knocking that over and going and stealing one because why? <laughs> because they're huge and I don't want to spend a thousand dollars. And I know this person found it off in probably the landfill or some junk pile. Damn. Like they're big. I would really. Why don't you just trade it? I would really actually so get funny. like a really big cauldron and put flowers and stuff in it, like in like a witch <laughs> garden. That would look dope, right? Write that down so I can get on Pinterest when we're done. <laughs> Remember the But garden? again, that's different, you know. You know oh, yeah, that, no, I'm a, just go, this is just me going on an aesthetic bullshit rant. An that aesthetic I tangent. Do. Yes, this is what I do. Sorry, y'all. I actually have to make this note right now. 
And actually, you know, I, I'm glad that one of us is so into aesthetics because um, that's where Hesty and I are really the polar opposites. Um, <laughs> this is what I, have, I do for fun. I have no aesthetic bone in my body and it shows. Oh, I know. It's okay. but, but I'm pretty. Yes, you're, pretty. you're so pretty. You don't have, you don't have the ability to put oh, any beauty into anything fancy. else. <laughs> yeah. I'm too busy trying all to... the all the pretties in you it, it, you can't go anywhere else it's all in you that's right damn straight <laughs> I'm going with that okay so how about Bessems let's talk about Bessems uh, again I really want one but I want to make my own because aesthetics and <laughs> I'm so excited because I have a, a actually I have more than one planned out I want to have one for different purposes. I'm not going to go into that right now because I'm still in the planning process. Um, but uh, I also want to make a. Never mind. We're gonna not go there. Um, I'm gonna what? make my own. What? You're gonna I'm leave gonna... us all hanging. I don't because it's not a for sure thing yet. Okay. Well, fuck it. He doesn't listen to this anyway. So my husband. Wow. <laughs> so. My husband was born, or not born, he was raised uh, in a religious household. I'm not going to go into the who, what, where, when's, or why's of that. But um, so he was a little sketch when I first started getting into witchcraft. And um, he was just very, okay, I'm, I don't care that that's what you do, but just leave me the fuck out of it. But I've been kind of dropping hints as to, uh, I want to do a hand. Sacrificed? <laughs> I want to do like a hand fasting ceremony at oh, some point. Yeah. Let me do it. I know how to do them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You are like able to do that, huh? Yeah. Legally, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's getting serious. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> like, why are you tying us together? What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. Am I still going to be able to leave? Like, <laughs> I have an option there. <laughs> they well, they're also from the south, and you know, there's a lot of like hoodoo, voodoo. They're all really scared that I'm gonna bury somebody's draws. I don't want your draws. Like, uh, if you want to leave, you can leave. I'm not trying to tie you down like that. Um, but if you do, I have some things you can do. <laughs> God, I hope he never listens to this episode. <laughs> I seriously doubt he will, though. He'll probably be like, "I don't listen to that shit. Leave me alone." I got you covered. <laughs> no, no, I don't back. know. I, I, I never wanted him to worry about that. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't do love spells. I don't. I'm not gonna force you to be here. If you, if you want to fucking leave, leave. I like being alone. Shit. Well, so let's go back to Bessems. So Bessems, for those of you who don't know, are broom. it's just a fancy word for a broom. broom. And I want to make a pretty one. And Hesty wants to make a pretty one. But yeah. again, <laughs> do you need one for your practice? Nope. Uh, no, you do not. What do you use it for? So, um, what do you have a, a Bessem, Miss Gypsy? I have three. I had one. I had one specifically made for me, of course, in purple and black um, and charms on it. So that one is my protection one. But then I have two other ones that I use for my spells and rituals of cleansing and sweeping away everything. 
Right. And so that's, that's what um, the concept of having a besom is. It is not to physically clean. You do not physically clean your space with um, the besom. You can do that with a regular broom. Um, you, it's more of a, um, a ceremonial, if you will, or, um, or just a gesture, a symbolic gesture of, uh, of quote unquote, sweeping out the negativity and the bad, bad energies and such. And once again, as with every, all of the other tools, there are plenty out there that you can buy that are gorgeous. Some are handmade by somebody else. Um, some are, are manufactured. They're, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks, or you can make your own one. And um, I have one. Mine is, I've, I've handmade mine. And again, one of my favorite tools, because again, it comes from nature, made by my own hand. I spent literally $0 on it. So I, I hope you guys are getting the gist of this, is that, you know, we keep saying, number one, it's not necessary. And number two, you don't have to break the bank exactly. to do this. No, you don't. You I heard go. that. You were trying to say exactly. <laughs> you trying to stop. <laughs> you can go outdoors and make a lot of stuff and pick a lot of your stuff, especially when it comes to your wand, your broom, or anything like that. I mean, even a mixing bowl can be used as a cauldron. You know, the cheap dollar store metal ones, little ones, you can use as a burning cauldron because they're, you know, heat sensitive or not heat sensitive, resistant. But I mean, the point is, you do not have to have any of this just because a book tells you this is what you need. And on the flip, the flip side to that is, um, if, if everybody's saying you, these things aren't necessary, you don't need them, why are they so big? Why are they so popular? One, they're being pushed like that. And then two, they do serve purposes. We're not saying like never, you should never buy it. You just shouldn't stress about getting it. Like you'll be fine without it. Now, once you get it and you have it, then yeah, use it. Like they do have purposes. They are very useful tools, but um, it, it's well, just not it, a dire thing. You're, you're going, you don't have to rush out and get it right now or, or that's not what makes you a witch. Right. So. You know, but also, again, <laughs> if you are choosing to follow a very particular path and tradition, you know, if you are, for instance, that you choose to, to be Wiccan, um, then yes, they are going to have rules and you will need to follow those rules. But those rules are not universal. And nobody's rules are universal. They are specific to that path, specific to that practice. And so... Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, you know, when we discussed this before, you know, some of this more mainstream, mainstream stuff are, are more mainstream because um, you see a lot more um, publications about it. People are a lot more open about certain types of practices, less open about others. And so when people first come into this, they think that that is uh, representative and all-inclusive of witchcraft as a whole. And just understand that it's, it's not. Um, so don't feel so strapped to, oh my God, I need to save up a thousand dollars before I can even think about becoming a witch. No, that is, that is completely entirely BS, but I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. 
Sorry. You're laughing at Cersei's text, aren't you? I'm, I am being a really ain't shit podcaster right now. I'm sorry. Y'all, I will have to share what's going on. This will be like a little side thing I do. Because I have to let people know what is happening. <laughs> so there, there will either, there will be something. I don't know if it's going to be like a social media post or if it's just going to be like an extra little recording. I throw up explaining what's happening. <laughs> oh, I'm watching the kitty right now. <laughs> Okay, so, so basically I started some really annoying shit today and it's still going on and it's cracking everybody up so we're having a hard time focusing but I promise <laughs> I promise I will share with you guys that way you guys aren't like these annoying bitches are cackling and not sharing I will share you'll laugh too <laughs> yeah you will but anyways <laughs> I'll be here for a little while okay so a, a pet peeve of mine because I hardly have any, is um, <laughs> the She's whole- lying, y'all. <laughs> that is what we call sarcasm, in case you didn't pick up on that. Um, book, the book, a book of shadows. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about that, okay? So I think everybody, um, is, when they get into this, hear about this and uh, immediately think, Number one, that they have to have one. Number two, that they have to have the most expensive, most gorgeous, most um, gothic, amazing looking book ever. And they must call it a book of shadows. Yeah. Um, and they must show it off and, and this no. and that and this and that. Um, so that, that I think carries one of the most, um, I think, misinformation that's spread around for that. Yeah, because, well, with me on that, I really can't do the whole, oh, this is just, this is my book of shadows, because I have, just, just like how with altars, you don't just have to have the one. I plan on having, I have multiple books that I'm already working on, like, I have an herbal grimoire that's just herbs, um, then I have, right now, I just have my pre-book book of shadows, which is just a three-ring binder, pentagram sticker, binder paper, like, it's just notes, but, um, but I plan, I do plan on having a book of shadows and, and stuff like that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like the whole, you have to share it thing. <laughs> like, like mine, I don't want to share it. Like that's very personal. I might share like the cover of it, but I'm not going to like show nothing in it. No, dude, I've never even showed mine because first of all, my very first one was a spiral notebook we used in school, <laughs> but the one I have, it's, you know, it's like yours. It's a binder. It's, you know, over 20 years old. So it's huge. Plus it's my personal working and I don't feel I need to show it to everybody. God, every day when I see that question online or that they're showing everything off inside and out, it annoys me actually. Yeah. Very much annoys me. So yeah, I've seen YouTube videos that are like flip throughs of their book of shadows and stuff and I just cringe like I don't want to see that <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at somebody's private stuff I'm like I'm good exactly. you are looking at somebody's private stuff book yeah, of shadows okay. are very personal so and I mean so let's you know let's make sure that we all have an understanding or not us three but you know just everybody so why even talk about a book of shadows why do you even have a book of shadows and why even call it a book of shadows well first of all um it doesn't have to be called a book of shadows. You can call it whatever you damn well please. Um, there's other traditions that call it a book of light. Um, <clears throat> some people actually refer to it as a grimoire um, as opposed to a book of shadows. 
Um, some people consider those two, those two things very different things. You know, it's, it, it's, it really is just very dependent. Um, there, there's no necessarily right or wrong answer per se, but um, regardless of what you call it, I don't care if you call it Joe, okay? Here's my book, Joe. Whatever you call it. <laughs> that sounded so redneck. <laughs> Shut up. No offense, rednecks. We love you, but <laughs> here's my book, Joe. <laughs> You've been in Texas too long, girl. <laughs> okay, enough. Stop. <laughs> okay, so the, the whole point is, regardless of what you call it, is understand what is the intent of having a book, a book of whatever, and the intent of that is to document, record, take notes. You know, we talk all the time about studying, research, studying research more, um, pra and, and practicing, you know, different techniques. And our notes that we take, um, spells that we write, rituals that we perform or that we design, um, you know, learn about different correspondences, all of those different things, you know, we, we want to record those. And there's several reasons why we want to. But the first reason is the most practical reason, which is unless you are, um, have special abilities that you have a photographic memory or you can retain every piece of information uh, going back to, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. Some of you may not even be that old, but, you know, if you keep on this, it will get to that. Um, <clears throat> unless you can tell me that you have the ability, you need to write it down. Otherwise, it's going to go away. You're going to lose it. You're going to forget it. And these are things that are very sacred to us. You want to you want to remember what, not just remember what you've done, but what if you <clears> want to repeat it? What if it's a spell that was very successful that, that you'd like to do again? Oh my God, what did I put in that? I have no idea. I don't remember. It was so long ago. You know, so you look back in your book for those things. But it's not just to look back and redo things that you've done that were successful. It's also to look back at things that were not successful. Exactly. Why didn't this work? What did I use here? What, what can I change up? What did I do this time that it now works? Um, so it's, it's really an on, it is a documentation of your ongoing journey, of your ongoing work. And so when we say it, it's a very personal thing, that's why. Um, so it, it is literally a documentation of your journey, a documentation of, of things that you've done, things that you studied. And so because of that, I, I hope that even just that little bit is showing how what's inside the book is 20 million times more important as what's on the outside of that book. So, you know. Mine's uh, full of a bunch of failures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's what, it's what he teaches us, because I'll tell you that. But like you, I mean, like you said, just because the front is gorgeous, that's not what you need to focus on. Now, <clears throat> I will do a shameless plug uh, I didn't even ask these girls for permission, so they'll just, they'll just cut it out if they don't like it. But um, having said that, you know, of course there are some beautiful things out there and beautiful books that you can get. And, um, and if you have the money and you have the ability, there is a very precious Texas witch 
Welch. Her name is Samantha Valens. She hand makes um, books, her uh, Book of Shadows grimoire. If you're going to go that route, then support, uh, support one of us. And she's a, a perfect one to support. Look her up. She's on YouTube. She's got an Instagram. Um, she has the most gorgeous books. Um, so, you know, again, just like Kessie was saying, you know, aesthetics are not a bad thing. Just understand that that should not be your priority, okay? But if it is going to be important to you, then use that as an opportunity to, to uh, support one of our own. Yeah, I'm, I'm real big on supporting one of our own. And I don't know, I think that aesthetics matter to an extent, but I think that's because I work so much with color. Like I actually use that as a tool. I use color as a tool. So more so than some people, you know, like I, I like I know a lot of people work with color, but for me, it's, it's a really, really big part. Uh, color and sound are kind of what I use the most. And um, so that's why I speak on aesthetics so much. It, it's very important that the things that I do are co-aesthetic with each other color-wise. And um, like, let's see, what is something, this isn't like something I've done, but this is just an example of something I would do. Say I was doing something baneful and I am using X amount of tools all of those things need to be aesthetically like together where so it would be like darker colors you know more powerful colors and then if I was doing something lighter where it's not baneful I would use lighter colors so stuff like that really matters so when I'm working with stuff and I'm like no I really need this to be pretty that's why that is so important to me it's not just so I can look at it um, a lot of people put a lot of focus on aesthetics and that's why they, they're just, they want it to look pretty because they want to look at it and they want to post pictures of it. I don't post or show it off. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't, I don't show off everything I have. I, they have very specific purposes. So I do need them to look specific ways, but I also realize what it looks like to other people just to hear me talking about, Oh, I want the pretty one or I want this one. Like I, it has to be this. It has to be that. It does sound high maintenance. It does sound, um, you know, like, like aesthetics is all that matters. But like I said, I use color, I use uh, a lot of things that play into what makes things aesthetically pretty, or pleasing to look at a lot of that is stuff that I use to channel my energy. So I need that. So just before you come at me <laughs> on that check yourself because I know what I'm doing. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a very huge difference as opposed to somebody who is looking to spend a hundred dollars on a gorgeous book so that they can display it so that when everybody comes over and looks, they can see their beautiful witchy book and say, oh my God, are you a witch? And, yeah. um, and you're not going to see that in my house because I will have mine hidden. So yeah. I, I guess, you know, and I, I said something very similar in one of previous podcasts is, you know, I, I challenge you all to each when you find yourself going down those, those, um, those paths, um, to challenge yourself and ask yourself that question. Why, what is my purpose? What really is my purpose? Can you be on with honest with yourself? Because if your purpose is, I want to look, I want my book to look better than the one that my friend just showed me so I can show them that I'm more witchy than they are. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask you really see, is that, does that ring true? And, um, is that really what this is about for you? And if it is, then, you know, go forth and go forth and beat the Joneses. Um, <laughs> but 
if that's not where you what you were intending and you and you found yourself kind of going on that tangent reel yourself back in because that's not what that's about yeah so box done <laughs> there you go Dang. all right so another thing this is another fun one circle casting that's a very good one because that's been a big topic this week so um you will see a lot of discussion when you begin as to um whether or not you should be casting circle every single damn time okay uh i don't think you have any idea how i feel about that just based on the way that i said that <laughs> tell us how but, you feel about it no i'm gonna start with you brandy you tell us how you feel about it i honestly don't think you absolutely have to freaking do it every single time i mean Certain times you may need to, but you don't absolutely have to do one because I don't. Because first of all, sometimes I just don't have time to do that. You know, the whole, yeah. Plus, I mean, it's so much easier to do a real quick, you know, you know, enter out, let's go, let's start. So that's my opinion. <laughs> there is no need for it every single freaking time. What especially about you, if, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, especially if you use the same space anyways. Yeah. Hestia, uh, what do you think? I don't do it at all. That's cool. See? But see, I'm going to bring it back again to understand why do people cast circle to begin with? So what is the intention? What is the purpose of circle casting? What do you, what do you, why do you cast a circle, Miss Gypsy? Mountain Gypsy Brandy? <clears throat> Only time, actually, honestly, the only time I do cast a circle is when I'm doing higher energy things and stuff, and I just want to contain it, keep it there, and then that's all it, it stays there. Other than that, for me, it's just protection of certain energies and workings, because most of my workings, I really don't need that unless I'm doing things outside of my norm. Well, and that's very similar to, to me as well. But um, my point being is that understand what casting school is actually, what, what the uses for them are and what they're supposed to do uh, before determining whether or not you're going to do it. Don't just do it just because a book exactly. says yes to do it. Um, so for me, when I, when I think of circle casting, I think I think of it for two specific purposes. One, like you mentioned, um, to contain and concentrate the energies so that when I open circle, the energy is released and, and you know, bursts out to go do its thing. Um, but the other purpose is, as you also mentioned, for protection. So, so like for instance so no i am also one that does not cast circle every single freaking time to me it is unnecessary um am i telling you don't do it if you if that's where your comfort zone is then then do it do it what feels the best to you but just understand that it is not necessary you don't need to be so prescriptive so if I am doing something that, uh, like you said, you want to build up a lot of energy uh, and I want to contain it and concentrate it so that I can more easily d 
direct it when when I activate it and release it. Um, yes, I will cast circle. If I'm doing some, I don't even do it all the time with baneful workings. Honestly, I, I do it very rarely with baneful workings. I probably do it more so if I am doing working with spirits or ancestors um, to make sure I keep out uh, the negative energies at bay. Right. Oh. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't. I don't do it. I don't. I refuse. I'm just kidding. You, I don't refuse. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> well, that's why I don't do it. I just I don't want this. <laughs> like I'm good. Oh. Like I have other things that I do for protection. I have other things I do for channeling my energy. So I just I don't know. I don't I've never done it. But see that and, and I'm glad you said that because that is the perfect example of my point is understand understand the whys to everything understand the whys to everything if you know what circle casting is for and you have other methodologies of achieving that then great that's fine but don't just do it just because it's you know pinterest says this is the next this is step two uh, of your of a working or because you know the book online book says that you have to do it before every single a working or ritual. Understand actually, the purpose. As I study more, I am getting to the point where a lot of the books that I'm, I'm being recommended and stuff, I'm starting to be like, uh, no, thank you. I, I don't really want to hear the hows. I'm getting to where all I want is references. Like, I don't, I don't need any story. I don't, there's so many things that I, as I read it, I've already felt that that's the way. I don't want to say don't study. That's that's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I do think that gut feeling is a lot of it. I do a lot of what just I feel is right at the time, whether I've read about it or not. Um, so I think I get what you're saying. It's it's really more important to know the whys and the purposes yeah. as opposed to the step by step how to. Yeah, I can't. I've never made it all the way through a this is how you do something book, post, blog, uh, video. Like I can't, I just, a couple steps in and I'm like, fuck you, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, like, like I hate it, you know, just no, I can't do it that way. I can't follow somebody else's directions. I, I don't feel like it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. I, I can't do it. So I do absolutely everything my own way. The only thing that I really, uh, I really like reference books. Like that's about it. Textbook, reference book. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, a lot of what we're saying, this whole mentality of understanding the whys and the purpose, that's not just in witchcraft. That's in everything that you learned. You know, don't be a monkey see monkey do. Don't be a sheep. We are, um, we are better than that. As, yeah. Even just as basic human being, we, we don't just blindly copy. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a sheep. Don't, don't be a monkey see. Um, understand. Because once you understand why something is done or why, um, or, or why something is you know, one way or, or the other, then you can start making decisions for, your, for yourself as to, well, does that even make sense to me? Or is that even, does that, have any, does that ring any purpose for me? Or I know a better way to do it, you know? Because it's, it's not the physical action itself, at least not in witchcraft. If you happen to be a ceremonial magi- magician that just tuned in, then forget, what, go, go with that. 
because they because ceremonial magicians do have very specific hand gestures and stuff and, and it is quite you know but 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 we're witches <laughs> and so we don't do that and and neither should you have to nope. soapbox number two Ooh. <laughs> how about rituals rituals and then the infamous cakes and ale Ooh. i like rituals in every way shape and form and I love creating them, but I, I can never follow an already established one. Like you can keep no. those. I don't want it. I don't want no parts of it. I don't want to be a part of your ritual. I will make my own completely from scratch and I will do it by myself. I do not share. I, well, I'm not gonna say I don't share them, but I would never share in them. Like I would never let somebody participate in it with me. Um, and I don't want to par- participate in anybody else's. I have shared basic outlines of uh, one of mine, which was just a shadow work ritual, but um, so that wasn't too, too personal, especially because I, like I said, when I share anything uh, that I've created myself, I always make sure to leave out key aspects that make it mine. Yes. So, so uh, if you're ever on Amino and you see my shadow work ritual, just know that you're going to have to, you can't just read it and do it. There's things you're going to have to figure out on your own. Yeah. Um, As it should be. Yes. So but yeah, I love rituals. I think they're freaking great. Like I love them. <laughs> do you? Do I love you, it. You know what? Just say it. Just let it out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you do rituals? Yes, very much. Uh, I do a lot of them, and I mean, a lot of them happen in the summer when I get to use my bond, my fire pit and stuff. So Ooh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Right? I love that I have a fire pit here. So, I mean, I get to use that a lot. And it's, you know, very, very personal because I make it tailored to myself, to my family, because it's a family thing a lot. Do you follow any prescriptive um, ways to do rituals? Nope. It's all whatever I feel like it. And since you'll be doing outdoor rituals this summer, I will have something for you to be testing out. Ooh, yay. I'm so excited. everybody else everybody else could just sit and wait in anticipation because <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is until the last minute no yeah. just know that it will be really really great for like summer celebrations if we're allowed to go outside by then right and we're a promotional tease <laughs> <laughs> everybody can go outside you just can't go like you know to somewhere else you can go in your backyard <laughs> so so um, I'm the same as these two ladies, um, and again, hope that you are getting the the gist of that. Um, so rituals are another thing that you will see. Um, there's a lot of, uh, it's been very commercialized. It's uh, become very mainstream to do a quote-unquote ritual, and it, it is well defined as to how it is supposed to look like. If I remember correctly, you uh, cast circle, you call the four elements, um, then you call in the god and the goddess, you do um, a cakes and ale, so you do offerings, you offer it to them, and then you also ingest uh, some drink and some food because you're communing with them. And then you will do your spell work or maybe some divinatory work. And then you will release, uh, you will say thank you and release the deities. Then you will release the elements and then you will open circle. That's a lot. 
Yeah. And did you all fall asleep during that? I hope you did. Because you lost me at the third step. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me and calling the, the, the spirit. <laughs> but, but the point being is that, you know, so you can certainly follow that to the T, you know, and, and have your little checklist by you. Um, but again, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to say, is that really something that, that does that feel right to you? Plus, like, are you going to do the exact same ritual for like 10 different things? Right. Yeah. How is, how is that conducive to what you're trying to get done each time? If you're doing the same thing you did for something completely different, that's hella weird to me. And let me, let me um, say this for those of you who have gone to church, Christian, Catholic, um, I'm sure a number of you can verbalize how the whole mass is or how the whole, you know, ceremony, me, whatever. Right? I haven't, I haven't been in a Catholic church since forever, but, but how, because I grew up with it and yep. was there every Sunday, every weekend, every holiday, I can tell you all how, the prayers that you all said, the, all, all the prayers, the, all the hymns, um, what the priest is going to talk about on it, yep. on the thing. Um, our priest always talked about the damn cowboy, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> we needed to speed up, you know, our one hour mass so he can make his football. You know, I could tell you when we were going to go the, do communion. The standing up, the sitting down, the kneeling, <gasps> the getting up. See, that's um, why I was a skinny child. How much of that was meaningful to you during all that process? Actually, to me, honestly, none. Like, what was the point of me standing up, sitting down, what, kneeling, standing up, sitting? Like, but yet I, you could do it literally with your eyes closed. Exactly. You could be off in La La Land thinking about a show that you want to rush home to watch. I could, yeah, exactly. I could Just be like that Come priest on. is already thinking about the fucking football game. Football game. To watch. Yeah, exactly. So, and like. Because, because. And this is where it becomes really kind of interesting because, and this is where I'm going to get a little bit, um, uh, what's the word, um, kind of cerebral on you. So what does the word ritual mean? Ritual is like a repetitive habit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, so in other words, what you hear us say is almost counterintuitive to what even the title of the process is because when it starts becoming repetitive and when it starts becoming something that you don't have to really think about, it starts losing its meaning. Um, the, the definition is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Right. But what is the, uh, there's also a, another definition of ritual. Isn't there like a number two or something? Prescribed like your, order of like your daily rituals. But like your daily rituals. It's and like stuff the like order that. in which you do shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so once you start doing it, so I'm going to tell you, I have, I have tons of rituals. I have tons of personal rituals. Yes. And I am <laughs> yeah. not talking about, I am not talking about witchcraft. I'm talking no, about. No, I mean regular day to day Regular shit. things that we yes. have to do yeah. daily. <laughs> how I clean, how I clean house is very, very ritual. Very. And, and I can go through that whole thing and probably not even realize that I did it because it's, I'm on autopilot. Yeah. You could do it automatically without even thinking. Yeah. So, so how then, how effective does that, that does your spell work and what you're trying to accomplish become when you've zoned out and when you are just following a step-by-step, -step, you're no longer invested in it. You're no longer there. You're no longer present. Your body is there, but you're off, you know, thinking about some hot guy or something. 
<laughs> well, I, I use the word ritual in the definition of this is the order in which you do something for this, but I also don't use rituals for just spell work. Like I use them for celebrations and, and you know, celebra celebratory events. But when I'm doing a spell, even if it's the same type of spell, if it's different, there's usually a different scenario. Something has changed. So I wouldn't even do that the same way twice. Yeah. But uh, again, to hit home, you know, it's um, don't, don't feel that what you are reading, the step one through step 10, that that is a must. And if you don't do that, then uh, you're not a witch because that's, that's just bogus. I mean, first of all, if you remember, if you noticed, I also mentioned a god and a goddess. Well, there's a lot of witches out there who don't who don't work with deities. No. So, what does that mean now that uh, they're not legit because they didn't do that part? I mean, you know, again, don't be so prescriptive. Uh, many of us, or many of you, and I'm going to include me as well, and I think it's safe to include probably Brandy. I'm not sure about Hestia. Um, you know, we we come from that previous dogma it's it's not something that you can let go overnight it takes years oh it yeah takes years to, to, to let go of that shit it does especially if you've grown up from birth to mm -hmm. the time you could actually think for yourself and have freedom you know it's it's ingrained in us and it's taken years for us i mean yes. i'm not gonna lie when i when I became a mom and the whole question from my family came up, are you going to baptize your child? Are we, we going to take him to church? I honestly, for a split second, just because I thought it would be a difficult way to raise a child because of the way society sees us and stuff, that I honestly, for a split second, thought about going back and being a Catholic again, just to make his life easier. But um, then again, you think about you think about who I am and I'm like, you know what? I don't make anything easy. I don't, I can't make anything easy. And I really don't give two craps how people think I raised my kid. Yeah, I can, re I can kind of relate to what you're saying with that too, because um, my husband is from you a very religious- You just took a hit, didn't you? Yeah, I sure the fuck did. <laughs> <laughs> is it that obvious? I heard it. Oh, okay. So- but yeah, I can really, because uh, my husband's family is all Jehovah Witness. I guess I will go ahead and bust that out. Um, oh, yeah, they're they're Jehovah Witness, and Sorry. and some of them are some of them are very 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 ingrained in that lifestyle, and um, that's how he was raised. So you know, when it came to getting married and stuff like that, I'm like fuck, because even before I was practicing witchcraft, uh, I was atheist, and. I remember when we were planning our wedding, his mom was like, so are you going to have it at the hall? And I was like, no. And she was like, why not? You wouldn't have to pay for it. I'm like, yeah, but they're going to force me to do a religious ceremony, right? And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> no, you're like, and I was like, well, no, like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's not how, like, no, I don't subscribe to that. So I'm not going to do that to myself. Um, we had an agnostic wedding. So basically, there was no mention of anything religious. And you know, we're still legally married. We're happy. We're fine. He believes what he believes and I do what I do. Um, and we're fine. But, you know, people have to stop. First of all, stop asking people when they're going to baptize their kids or if they're going to take their kids to church. Mind your fucking business. Raise your own damn kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, <laughs> seriously? And it's really annoying. And, and then uh, kind of on a tangent of stop asking people stupid ass questions. <laughs> um, 
I also suffer from PCOS. So uh, I'm 32. I have no children. Uh, we're trying, but you know, you don't know. We're old. So, <laughs> so, but um. Hey, shut up. But but stop I'm... asking. Like, stop asking people if they're going to baptize their kids or when they're going to have kids or oh, you're married now. When are you guys going to have kids? Uh, mind your own business. Like people, I get it. Like social media is really popular. Everybody knows everybody now. Everybody wants to know everybody's business. Just if they want you to know, they'll tell you. Yeah, don't ask about good. nobody's kids. Like, don't ask about religion. Don't ask, like, don't worry about it. Does, if it doesn't involve you, shut up. <laughs> and all kinds of people like to share about their own life. So, you know, yes, people, just people wait a minute. Tell they'll you. tell you. Yeah. yeah. Stop, I mean, the only reason it crossed my mind for a split second was because it was from my, my grandmother who, you know, she raised me and took care of me all my life. So it, it made me think for a second. But then I was like, you know what? I don't give two craps what you guys think. And you know what? My kid has turned out to be the best kid ever. I dig your kid. <laughs> you know, both my kids have come, turned out to be the best kids ever. I mean, my my munchkin, my littlest one, my daughter, she she really connects with being an outdoorsy witch. It connects with her. She loves foraging. She loves learning about every little thing that she can find that what it can be used for medically or spiritually. I'll tell you, that's a regret of mine is that I didn't include my daughter. That is a big regret of mine. I'm I mad my mom didn't include me in more of her shit. You're glad or are you? No, I'm mad. Oh, mad. Yeah. <laughs> she mad. <laughs> like, like I yeah. said, um, I mean, I, I think that I, I sort of accidentally did because there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of ways that she is now and, and things that she does and believes and stuff. I mean, I, I think that that couldn't be helped. But um, but yeah, I, re I really regret doing that. So I so that is so, so respectful of that mountain gypsy brandy, <laughs> gypsy mountain brandy. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. It was actually one of the very first questions as soon as I told everybody I was pregnant with my son because we've been trying for a long time because, like Hestia, we had a lot of fertility issues. But um, that was exactly the very first question out of my entire family. What church do we need to book for the baptism? None, because we're not doing like, it. Exactly, because I mean, first of all, my husband wasn't raised Catholic. He was raised Baptist. Or so his dog tag said so. <laughs> but, you know, you know he, was, he wasn't raised Catholic, so I wasn't going to force him to go through classes and everything, especially when we got married, too. That was one of the questions. Are you getting married cough. in the Sorry. <laughs> They're like, are you getting married in the cathedral? No, I'm not getting married. I'm, I'm hiring a justice to the peace. We're going to the Rose Garden, and you guys can just watch us get married by that. <laughs> so, because nice. that was always the first question when I got married. Are you getting married in a church? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I didn't either. Dude, my wedding, oh, God. <laughs> I was so, I, I have real bad anxiety issues, and when we got married, we got married outside, but it was the hottest day of the year. Oh, not you too. And it's Michigan hot, so it's humid as shit. Ooh. We got married outside on the hottest day of the year. And it was the most horrible thing ever because everybody was pissed off because it was so, girl, I was, I even told the, the officiant when she got there, I'm like, look, it's really hot. 
I'm fat. I don't like to sweat. <laughs> I need to go home. So we're going to do this really quick. Right, the fuck up. No dramatic pauses. Let's, let's, you know, let's get this shit on the, let's go. Don't even ask if anyone <laughs> has objections because I could care less. Yeah, no, because nobody's happening objecting. Anyways. Shut up. Yes, like yeah. we're doing this. We don't care if you don't want this to happen. It's happening. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I hurry up, I walk hecka quick too. <laughs> like I'm walking down the, uh, I used the bridge as the aisle. So I'm like kind of, oh, so I. <laughs> I just kind of like hurried up and went over there, over the bridge, got married, signed everything. The photographer is like, we need to take pictures. I'm like, you got five minutes and I'm Get whatever you can. So yeah, outdoor weddings are fun. I, I really want to do a hand fasting. Yeah, I think that'd be so beautiful. And I want to do it when it's going to be cold outside because I never want to experience that again. See, I wanted to get married on Halloween, but my mom and my biological dad kind of ruined that. Okay. I wanted to do a hand fasting on Halloween, but my mom and my dad kind of ruined that for me. My daughter and her husband got married uh, this past Halloween. I've seen the pictures. And it was so so awesome. Yeah, it looked hella cool. So happy that she had. Kind of and your daughter is so pretty. She looks just like you. She does. Yeah. She's gorgeous, but she's also significantly taller. I can tell. <laughs> she likes to point that out like the other day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, did she say something while you were there or while you were on the? I, I know you guys were trying to get Max from behind the washer. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Okay, so. Back on topic. So familiars and spirit animals. Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, so another thing, you know, that this we see. a sore in- subject for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that we see, uh, we'll start with familiars, is, uh, you know, people thinking that they must have a familiar. And that nope. it's their pet. Their pet and is that their it's familiar. their pet. Yeah. No, my familiar so, is not my pet cat. She's just an asshole. So again, I'm going to take this back to what is a fucking familiar? What, what is a familiar? So before you start saying that, you know, it's my pet, it's my dog, it's my cat, it's my hamster, um, it's, my, it's this bird that's always been visiting me, you know, what is it? What is a familiar? So what is a familiar to you guys? That's something that the religious people made up about witches. Well, yes, not really. Yes and no. So well, I thought that was the whole, I mean, granted, I'm going to tell you guys now, I haven't looked into it a whole lot because I'm not uh-huh. too, I, I don't really care about familiars at this point in time in my life. So it's just not something I've really looked into, but I have read like little snippets here and there, not sure of the validity, but I've seen that um, some of the more religious folks of, I don't know, I guess the Christians versus which era uh i i thought they did it as part of like making witches sound bad like oh they have a this toad or like black cat or something isn't that how that all that got started well no that's not how it got started but yeah that that is um you know there there is a lot of that but um the the point being is that you know a familiar isn't an animal it actually is an entity, it's a spirit. And it's there to, um, that, to help you. Um, you. Having a familiar is not necessary. 
Some people may never end up having a familiar. Um, familiars, just like, I, I don't know, and, and some people will disagree with that, what I'm about to say, but it's kind of the easiest way for me to explain it. It's kind of like, um, it, to me, it's kind of like a twin flame or a soulmate or something like that. It's like, you know, they'll come across to you in your life if you need it, or they may just not come across at all in this life. Um, but uh, that spirit, that entity can inhabit um, an animal. animal. It actually can also inhabit a person. Yes. Um, We've come across that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but the point being is that it's not, it's not equitable to, I have a cat, the cat's my familiar because the cat likes to hang out with me. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, if it is your cat, then, um, the, uh, then a spirit, you know, has embodied, uh, has, is in that cat. Usually, um, familiars will find you, they'll, they'll seek you out. Um, and like I said, you, you may not have one at all, but number one, you're not any less of a witch if, uh, if you don't have a familiar. Um, number yeah, two, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you won't, number two, you don't even, uh, and if you never have one, it's not anything that's wrong about you. Um, it was just not needed and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it's not, um, it's not necessary to, uh, post of all your animals. Look at my three familiars. They kicked me off my bed. Okay, that's your pet. That's not your animal. They kicked I went and bought my snake, and now it's my familiar. <laughs> it does, yeah, it's uh, just, you know, again, understand. Understand the terminology you're using. Understand the purposes. Understand the connections that go with that. Um, and uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that your pet's not your familiar. But I am going to tell you that it's probably highly unlikely. I am sure that there are people out there who happen to have a pet that ends up being the, their familiar, you know, For sure. a, a stray. I mean, you know, well, that's a perfect example, you know, a stray that, that follows you home. I mean, Hey, maybe, maybe that stray was that, you know, the familiar entity spirit and found you and followed you home. I mean, who knows? Um, but again, it's uh, it should be some of the least of your worries, honestly, is whether or not you have a familiar, whether or not your pet is your familiar because um, whatever animal spirit's trying to get in touch with you, it fucking will. Oh, oh yeah. That, that's 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 another. That's the next subject. What a great segue. Oh, yeah. aren't you good? What a great so, segue, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so animal spirits. Okay, so so that's the other thing is what is my animal spirit? I need to know what my animal spirit. How do I find out what my animal spirit? How do I get contact with it? Oh my god, calm the fuck down. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so It'll slap you in the face. <laughs> So what is an animal spirit, guys? An aggressive raccoon. <laughs> That's your animal spirit. Man. Brandy, how, you, how do you define what an animal spirit is? Um, for me, like, the way I would describe it is it's an animal, like it's, a, it's like a spirit guide, but in an animal form. It's, it's kind of like your totem. Yeah, that's... That's so, oh my God, it's like you're licking in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's your totem. It's, it's the spirit that is connected to you, the animal spirit that's connected to you and guides you. But so, isn't, isn't totem specific to Native Americans? Not necessarily. So um, the, 
so spirit guide, animal spirits to me, me personally, is I look at them um, kind of like what you said. I look at them kind of in the same spectrum as um, spirit guides. I consider them a type of spirit guide. So for me, my spirit guides help me in my spiritual growth in my everyday life. Um, and I feel that, uh, you know, the, the animal spirit is just one aspect of those different spirit guides. I, I don't know necessarily if everybody views them that way. Uh, that's my personal view of that. But, um, but again, it's not necessary. Um, you do not have to have a panic attack because you don't know what your spirit animal is. Um, you don't have to keep posting and saying, <laughs> I saw a snake. Is that my spirit guide? I saw a fish. That must be my spirit guide. Okay. Just calm the fuck down. You literally saw five animals in five minutes. <laughs> and, and you saw them in nature. Okay. You were at the zoo. <laughs> so when you see an animal, a bird, a, you know, whatever, an insect, and you see it in its natural habitat and you see it once, it's not a fucking sign of your animal spirit. We call that nature. Um, Animals live outside, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm not trying to downplay signs, but you know. I'm just, just saying that's like walking into your grandma's house yeah. and being like, oh shit, I think my grandma wants to tell me something. <laughs> like, no shit, she's yelling at you. <laughs> but, you know, be realistic, you know? And um, I mean, I think you mentioned it like in one of the first episodes, Hestia, you know, if you look for something, you're gonna find it. Yeah, you know, so um, so seeing something in nature, unless it's super super obvious, you know, this is just my personal opinion. You do whatever you want to do, but I don't know if, if I would really lean on that heavily as to whether or not that's your animal spirit kind of trying to contact you. You know, look more to to more obscure things. You know, <laughs> Hestia, tell your story because yours yes. is just hilarious and also brilliant. It's uh, not, because I'm getting really fucking irritated, and I'm about to go fight some raccoons. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to send you that one on Instagram, because that's <laughs> the first thing I saw when I opened it. And I was like, this bitch is animal. <laughs> I swear, I am being straight up harassed by raccoons. <laughs> I'm serious, like, I might kick the next raccoon I see. Nope. <laughs> I know you told us about it in another you told us about another episode but just kind of give a little yeah so so for a while I was thinking like oh um for some reason I was really being drawn to badgers raccoons and skunks then all of a sudden like when I actually spoke on it like I had just been kind of focusing on it myself I hadn't really been talking about it too much with anybody but once I spoke on it on the podcast all of a sudden raccoons are like, no, it was just me, you stupid bitch. Pay attention. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to tell you something, but I am not getting what is trying to come to me. Like, I'm not, it's not coming to me. Like, I'm not getting it. I'm trying. I don't know what else to do, but I'm not getting it. But the, but it's getting aggressive. Like, I went from seeing raccoons everywhere to seeing really, really pissed off raccoons everywhere. And it's really creepy because it's but not, she's a not bit listening. I'm trying, like, what the fuck do you want? Be more specific. I'm apparently dumb, so break it the fuck down. But, um, because I'm not picking up what you're putting down right now. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's so bad. Like, I have to leave everything off or else I'm 
I'm basically constantly seeing raccoons 24-7. It's not constantly. <laughs> looking at a picture of a raccoon all the time. But are you seeing it outside? No. Well, yes and no. So t tell us, give us a little example of like, I, where have you been seeing these? Anytime I go outside, I see one like every single time. And I live in a okay. really busy city. Like there should, like, there's nothing over here. Like, why are you here? What do you want? <laughs> like, seriously, there, I live by a gas station. Like I, you know, I live in the hood. But what else, what other things? So that, um, one day I was talking about raccoons possibly being my spirit animal with my husband. And he was like, all right. And he actually cut me off in the middle of that conversation to take the garbage out. He took the garbage out and a raccoon jumped out at him. <laughs> And he came back in and he was just like, a raccoon just jumped out, the, out, out of the dumpster at me. And I was like, oh, yeah, go figure. But then <laughs> now we were working on something the other day and I took a picture of my computer like to show them the progress I was making on whatever it is I was working on. And when I went to send the picture, I realized that on my TV in the background, right behind my computer screen on my TV screen was three raccoons. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm watching like TV shows, they're in all the TV shows, like you're not a main character in any of these TV shows, why are you here? Why are they everywhere? Like what do they want? So it's like is, if you are one of those people that you're like, oh, I have the spirit of this animal in me and you're a raccoon, please email me because <laughs> I need help. If you're a raccoon therian, please yes. reach out. Yes, <laughs> I need to know what the fuck you want and how to make you chill the fuck out. But I think the point is, you know, that the the, uh, the communication comes from everywhere, from all over. Yeah, and it's no matter how much you try <laughs> to avoid it, it's there. It's anywhere and anything. Like, I actively try to avoid social media. I don't watch, like, nature TV channels, and they still show up on whatever I'm watching. Even, like, sitcoms and shit. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I can't watch anything. I can't check Instagram. I can't check anything. They're just there. Yeah. See, they'll slap you in the face everywhere. And like if I said, it went, from, it went from just like chill, little cute, you know, garbage bandit pandas, you know. So it, if you like are really aggressive. <laughs> so if you're thinking that you absolutely must find a spirit guide, uh, because that's what everybody is, what you're reading, everybody has, everybody telling you that, that's not true. Um, it'll come in due time, or it might not ever come at all. Either is okay. Understand that. You repeat this mantra. It's okay. <laughs> Everything is okay. Yeah, and everybody, like, I agree with Bella that it's just, to me, it's just another kind of spirit guide, and not everybody's going to have the same spirit guides. Some people, I don't even have an animal spirit. Yeah, like, some people work with ancestors. Um, my, my, I'm learning about ancestor stuff now, and um, I do, I do plan on incorporating more of that, but right now I'm not like specifically working with ancestors or doing anything more than studying and kind of just figuring out who I am with it. But, um, so I don't know if that's playing into why the animal spirit is being so gangsta, but <laughs> I don't know what else to do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't so know. have you, uh, tried doing any kind of like focused meditation to to meet with it oh and talk my god yes i can't even oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay well um i practice oneiromancy it's like the one thing that i kind of came into this already knowing about i've done it my whole life and about a a year 
Yeah, it was about a year ago because it was right when I was first deciding to uh, get into witchcraft. I had a dream about a floating raccoon that was holding stuff in his hand. And it would always be something different, but it would always be the exact same. Like it would be super dark, not scary dark, but just like it's nighttime dark. And he would be like, I, dude, I can picture this so perfectly. And it's been so long since I've had this dream. But the ground was like a perfect, like really deep emerald green grass. The trees were like a really vibrant, uh, brown trunks, really vibrant green trees, but it was really dark. There were hella stars in the sky. You could see all of them because there was like no light pollution. And there's just this field that stops right at a really dense forest, like super dense. And this raccoon is just there floating in the air, kind of like holding something. Like if you were to like cup your hands together, like you're trying to hold water in it. Yeah. And every time they would be holding something different, but it would always be in relation to something that was going on. Hmm. So, but at the time I didn't really think nothing of it. I thought it was just dream symbolism. Uh, so I wrote it off for a long time. And now apparently I'm fucking paying for that. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, that's what <laughs> like you get. Big time, like big time. <clears throat> and so don't always just go into a thing in the spirit animals are all fun and games either. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Like there's nights where I don't sleep. Mm-mm. Cause I can't sleep cause it, it's so heavy on my mind. Like I have to find out what they want. And like, so yeah, like the other night, I think I went to bed at like 7.30 in the morning because I couldn't sleep for shit. Cause I'm up all night. I can't even tell you some of the weird shit that I've looked up because you know, like I learned, <laughs> I learned like about like, there's people that do yoga with raccoons. That's interesting. Right. And so, I like the goat yoga, but so, with raccoons. So, Imagine how much of a deep dive I've been doing to stumble on that shit. So, so that wasn't it, huh? You don't need to start doing yoga with a raccoon. No, I don't need to fucking do yoga near a trash can with raccoons. Just check it. <laughs> so apparently that's not the answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But yeah, there's like, uh, there is actually meditation based on that animal, but I think I want to make a custom one. I practiced making a, my own first recorded meditation the other day for the first time. Well, perhaps maybe there's um, <clears throat> some I'm shadow work. Share shit, though. <laughs> well, before you, before you do, I was just going to say that maybe there's some additional shadow work that you need to be doing in regards to the traits of the raccoon. Yeah. You to think about. I, I, yeah, I, um, as soon as I get my, my spirit animal tea blend all put together, I'm going to be doing some real, real deep stuff into this because um, I'm kind of scared that I'm going to start getting physically attacked by raccoons. Like, I'm yeah. hella scared to go outside. You better figure out shit. And you got to keep us posted. Because they are getting so aggressive. Well, thank God you're not supposed to be outside anyways right now. Right? Like, I'm, I'm just safer in here all the way around. See? On the next episode, Hester gets attacked. <laughs> so what were you going to say? You got to um, share something? Oh, no, I said I'm not going to share that. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to. Yeah, no, in reference to the uh, meditation I made. But I do, I want to, Day, if you're listening to this, (laughs) I need a a meditation made. Like, I can write the script out. I just need you to read it. (laughs) Yes, her and her voice. Yes. And I know she's going to hear this eventually. So if you really love me, like you say you do. (laughs) (laughs) like don't worry it'll be short there's not a lot of words it's gonna be mostly music but i really need that meditation 
but elaborate if you'd like. Let My sister know. from another continent. Right? That doesn't rhyme. Oh, hi, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one more thing. Okay. And that's the wheel of the year. I, the one thing from Wicca that I'm like, yay. <laughs> Everything else I'm like, uh. <laughs> so, okay. So a couple of things in regards to that. First of all, um, so it isn't just necessarily Wicca, honestly, that does the wheel of the year that calls it that. Um, and there, but it is pretty quote unquote, again, kind of the mainstream thing that everybody who first comes into this thinks that that is um, what everybody must celebrate. And, and, and must honor. So again, I'm going to challenge you, you know, this is not Christianity. This is not an Abrahamic religion. Um, and, uh, these are not things that must be done. Uh, so if they don't have any meaning to you, uh, do not sit there and flog yourself <laughs> that you didn't um, do an Ostara ritual. Okay. Um, but the other thing also to understand is that the wheel of the year is only specific to certain traditions, mostly European um, and, and, and then, you know, American, uh, US, kind of North America, and I think Australia also. But understand that um, it is not all inclusive of every single tradition that's out there mm -hmm. um the different there there's different types of witchcraft that are out there this is a big world and everything is not based on european witchcraft no. so and even within europe there are um there are differences for instance um the norse holidays have a lot of resemblance to the wheel of the year however it mm -hmm. is not one for one it's not exact no, they you differ have, very much. Yeah. You have the Roman holidays also in Europe that bears no some re relation whatsoever to the wheel of the year. And then you have, you know, all the other practices that, that exist. You have Greek, you have um, Bruharia, you have um, Hoodoo, Voodoo, Kulam, um, Babylon. Druid, Celtic. Have, yeah, there's there's so many it is not just the eight sabbats so no. understand that it is not again i promise you i promise you nobody is going to take your membership card away <laughs> if wow. you do not celebrate the eight exact sabbats as listed on pinterest uh on a lot of the books of what the specific wheel of the year is because even the different traditions that do recognize and practice the wheel of a year, even amongst themselves, do so differently. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, with that, I actually remember somebody on Amino had posted, uh, actually, I don't know if they posted about it or if they were just talking about it, but they were recreating the wheel of the year just to suit that person specifically. And I'm like, Everybody. I like that because I I like the I like the idea of celebrating uh, seasonal transitions and I, I like celebrating like it, it plays into my love of rituals and it plays into my love of aesthetics and cooking and I can if I can do that all in one day it's like amazing like I can't even explain the way that shit makes me feel 
And, there, are, um, there are many that do that actually. Again, don't be so pres prescriptive. Yeah. So um, that that's kind of where I came in. I really was like, oh, I like the wheel of the year. But then when I started looking into it more, I'm, I wanted to change it. Uh, they were saying how they were, as they were going through that calendar year, they were going off of their heritage and, and what they wanted to celebrate and how that that would be their Sabbath for that time of year. Mm, yeah. And I was like, yes, as soon as I find out about my heritage, that's what the fuck I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm going through, I'm learning my ancestry. I'm getting my you know, DNA and stuff. And uh, I really, I've said before that doing stuff that I feel is intertwined in who I am is really important. So I'm going to also recreate the Wheel of the Year to suit me based off both mm -hmm. my ancestry and who I am today and what I want to celebrate, how That's I want perfect. to celebrate it. Yeah. That's perfect because it'll be so much more meaningful to you. That's yeah. what I but, do. <laughs> but as I, as I've been doing with a lot of the other things, you know, I'm going to, to say or ask, you know, what is the Wheel of the Year? What is its purpose? celebrations of certain points of the year <laughs> and different things like i mean if you if you look at it most of it actually goes around the spring equinox summer equinox and stuff like that and different points of actually okay let's put it this way it actually goes by how they used to harvest and grow their crops so it's pretty much how they're like all right Today we're planting stuff. It's this celebration, you know. Right. And exactly. Thank you. And that's what I was getting at, which is once again, going back to understand the purpose. Don't just do it because it's a list of eight things that, you know, that you read on a, poor Pinterest. They're going to think I hate them on a Pinterest thing, you know, that says here are the eight Sabbaths. Because the one, th there's something that really honestly is a huge pet peeve of mine. Again, I don't have very many. Um, yes, that is sarcasm. Uh, when I see people posting on social media, I can't wait for Astara. And yes, I keep peeking on Astara. Um, I want to celebrate it. I can't wait. What is it and what do I do? Okay. Why are you so excited about celebrating something that you don't even know what it's about? What's, what's hella, hella hyped about something you don't know shit about? You think you want a spirit animal? <laughs> I'm telling you, bitch, you might fucking not. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, really. I'm so serious right now. Stop, stop, do stop wishing for things that you yeah. don't know anything about because you might not be ready. <laughs> and, and stop doing things uh, so just because, you know, a list says that you should do it, you know, understand, really understand it. And going back to what Brandy was saying is the wheel of the year as a whole, generally speaking, is to recognize the turning of the seasons and the progression of life and death and rebirth and all of that cycle. And so if you understand the purpose of those celebrations, um, then you can incorporate that into what means something to you. You can, you can certainly embrace those eight specific Sabbaths or you can embrace other festivals of other practices or you can, um, like many of us do, like I do, like Hestia is trying to do, establish your own. Because again, 
I don't know if I can reiterate this any more than than I already have. The 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 path of the witch is so incredibly personal. And the only way to make it personal and to be personal is to um is to make it mean something to you, not to follow a, a book of rules, not to follow a step by step. Um step one, do this, step two, do that, you know, that's no longer you. Make it you. And that concludes my lasso box. (laughs) I mean, of today. There you go. I mean, look, see, what you just said is a perfect layout. The path of the witch really is personal. Why do you think all these Abrahamic religions outcast witches and their beliefs in the first place? Because we educate ourselves and we tailor it to how it fits us. Not because we follow their little rules and stuff. So, yeah, that's my little asshole moment of sticking it to the rule books. (laughs) I mean, that's how I see it. That's why they decided to scoop us away and get rid of us or try to hide us and make us look like bad people. Because we did everything freely and our way. Yeah, that is actually very true. Any other thoughts, Miss Hestia? No, I'm on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Have um, have we missed anything? Anything else that we want to add to this list? I think I think we covered everything. We were getting ready to. Yeah, we covered pretty much everything. I guess to reiterate all my fine points that I make pretty repetitively: (laughs) read books, cross-reference, and stay OS in the house. Well, and one last thing, which is um, understand that what you are initially exposed to is more than likely, not 100%, but probably 90 to 95% only reflective of one particular tradition. Take the time to look at, uh, to learn about other traditions. Because I'm not even talking about, you know, the, the really cool, more obscure uh, folk magic of like South America or the or the or the Asian countries I'm 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 even talking about you know even just within Europe itself it's not all the stuff that you are initially reading do do some research there's some really beautiful paths out there some really beautiful traditions I, I am not a traditionalist um I like to steal from them um unapologetically uh but nonetheless uh i still i still very much respect the beauty of a lot a lot of these um ancient paths and ancient traditions so take the time to look at that because um you'll only you'll only grow you'll only grow if you do that and right now is the perfect time since we're all shut in (laughs) yes you know pick up a book i'm sure amazon can get it to you tomorrow or even look for it online in PDF form. It's amazing how much free resources are out there. Exactly. Now, are you going to do a, a, another reading for us? Actually, today I do not have my card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. You can do there. a prediction? Just kidding. I predict this week everybody's going to go apeshit crazy and Hestia's going to beat a bitch. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no, I'm hiding. I, I'm not going outside for nothing. Seriously, if this building don't catch on fire, I'm in this bitch. This is where I'm at. I'm avoiding we all, know all that these by, 
by the next episode, we all know what's going to happen. She's going to have a story about getting in a fist fight with a raccoon. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, um, follow us on Instagram at Bitchy Witchies. We're on Facebook. Um, again, if you, if you can subscribe through Anchor, we have um, listener support turned on. We have a Patreon. You should check it out. We have some really cool stuff on our Patreon tiers. Um, all the we links- have our website that's up. Yes, we have. And of course, you can find all of this from the website, but um, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. We tried to cover as many bases as we could, so you we're pretty much them. everywhere. Yeah, you can, you can find us if you want to. Um, also, you know, our email is talktothebewitchies at gmail.com, and uh, you can email us. We, you know, ask questions or if there's anything you want us to talk about. And just remember, it's witchies with a Y. Yes. Not the proper spelling because, you know, we don't spell correctly. At least I don't spell correctly. These two ladies, they do. I don't. So in, okay. in, in, honor, in honor of Mountain Gypsy, it's spelled with a Y. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All righty. All righty, guys. So rate, subscribe, follow, do all of that. Help us out. Thank the you for people. listening. Yep. We appreciate you. So until next time. Sit your ass down. Later day. Peace out.